Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 36th episode of the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Glad to have everybody with us tonight. Uh, we got a special guest uh, going to be calling in at 10.15. Uh, that would be Coach Mike Ellington of the Dallas Elite. Um, we'll talk to, them, uh, talk to them for a little bit about uh, some things they got going on. I'll be glad to hear from him. It's been a month or so, I think, since we last talked to him. So uh, excited about that. Um, last week was a good week for all of the leagues in women's football, they all got started um, finally. It seemed like it's been forever for everybody to get started. And for the USWFL, we're already getting in week three coming up. It's hard to believe. I mean, we wait that long. It just seems like it rolls, rolls by. It takes forever getting in and it rolls by. Um, but it's been, it's been a good week for football in general. So, uh, real, real excited about all the games, and um, you know we're we get a bye week next week, and we're going to watch somebody, uh, some of the teams in the USWFL play. I'm not sure what game we're going to, and um, then we play the 28th, and then we got to buy again on the 5th, and I'm going, I'm sure going to go to Carolina Queens and the. Uh, the North Florida Pumas are coming to the Carolina Queens, and I'm going to go to that game uh, for sure. So, uh, really excited about the league and the things we're doing, and some of the teams have showed a lot of promise of getting better, uh, being good teams. Just wish that all the teams would uh, be serious and take it as serious and want to want to do the right thing by their organization and their players. You know, it's one of them things we we try, but just certain things are out of your control. I just wish that these teams would rise to the case and then see that, you know, just the way they think ain't the way people, other people think. They think they're right, and I guess everybody else is wrong. So they need to wake up. You know, they're only hurting their team, the girls playing for them, who's suffering from the bad management of these organizations. And uh, really, really makes me mad, Um, not just any teams in general, just all of them, uh, the way they do things. So um, I wish wish we could get that straightened out. And I say it all the time on this show that, you know, we're, we're here to promote women's football, and it just seems like everything we try to do, uh, for everything you try to do, there's two or three 
going against you because they think they're, you know, above everybody else. They don't have to play by the rules, and uh, the rules don't apply to them. When they have the same pattern of doing the same things year in and year out, and it's no good, people. I'm here to tell you, um, if you want to be serious about it, look, take a look at some of these great organizations. Dallas Elite, for example, since they're coming on here tonight, take note from them. You know, not all of us can have that many players. Not all of us can play in that big a market. But, hey, that don't mean you shouldn't try and want to be the same caliber as they are. So I, I really, you know, I know you can hear it in my voice, and it really ticks me off that the way some of these people think, and then they think you owe something, uh, you know. So I look at it like this. You fulfill your obligation, and uh, nobody owes you anything. So, um, But anyway, for uh, you know, this is coming up this week. will be the third week three for the USWFL. Uh, we got the... Uh, Division Two team going to uh, the North Florida Pumas, going to Houston to play the Houston Heat. Got the uh, Washington Prodigy going to Carolina Queens. Uh, we have the Tri Cities Thunder hosting Capital City Savages. The other teams are in a bye. I'm not sure about the other leagues. I do not have a schedule of them in front of me. If I had one, I'd be glad to announce the games and who played where, winners and all that. Wouldn't bother me a bit to do it, but I don't have one. So um, I do know the Dallas Elite one, though. <laughs> I think they won maybe 48 to nothing over the Austin Outlaws. Uh, we'll find out for sure when we get Coach Ellington on here. The uh, in Division Two in the USWFL we have uh, sitting at the top of the standing the tie for uh, the number one spot. The Washington Prodigy are two and zero, and the North Florida Pumas are two and zero. The uh, Houston Heat is zero and one. In uh, Division Three we have let's see, Tri Cities Thunder, Fayetteville, Fayetteville Fierce. Hampton Roads Lady Gators, Capital City Savages are all one and one. Um, the Tennessee Diamondbacks are zero and one. Detroit Pride is zero and one, and the Carolina Queens are zero and one. Um, so that's where the standings are as as we speak. So you know all these games are you know that you play are really really important. Um, it could be, you know, down the stretch. It may be if you're deciding if you're going to play home or away. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, and uh, that's why we play every week. You never know what can happen. You uh, play great this week and lose a close one next week. That's the way football is. But as we hate to say it, it's just, you know, things happen like that. Um, certain games, certain players ride to the occasion. Other games, other players ride to the occasion. So, you know, it's, it's, just, the, it's just the way football goes. I, I've been in the sport and around it for a long time. And, you know, some games you just feel like everything in the world goes right. And sometimes it just feels like everything goes wrong. Um, I, I do know this. We, uh, 
we went to Fayetteville, the Tri-Cities Thunder, this past weekend, and it monsooned in Fayetteville, North Carolina, the whole game. I mean, it poured down and uh, wind blew. It was actually icing by the time we got through playing, and uh, it was it was definitely probably the the worst conditions that I've ever well, for sure been in during women's football. Uh, it was terrible. I mean, the ball was so slick. I don't know how many times for both teams that the ball was on the ground. You just couldn't hardly even hold on to it, just like a grease pig slipping and sliding out your hand. So, um, you know, those, those conditions, you know, that's why I, I may have said it on here before, you know, that's why we practice in the rain. That's why you prepare. I think the uh, weather in Lacking, Michigan was really cold. I think it might have snowed during the week, and uh, I'm not sure what temperature it was around game time, but I had heard it was going to be around 15 or so. Uh, I actually work in Indiana a lot, and uh, it seems to be always cold when I go to Indiana or snowing. So there's... You know, these conditions ain't always always great. I'm sure the weather was probably uh, really nice in Jackson where the Pumas and the Queens played. Um, so I, I think that uh, Miss Katisha told Jennifer that the, it was really, really cold in uh, D.C. when they, the Hampton Rose Lady Gators went to play the Prodigy last weekend. So, you know, this weather can, can change the game and change the outcome. And um, each week, you never know. I mean, you think, all oh, this team's a lot to meet that one. You don't know. People, that's that's why we play the game. And, yeah, I know you hear that a lot, but it's true. Um, one, one thing, though, I, I will, you know, I, it, it gets me, and, and it's hard, and I say it every week, and I, and I still believe in it. And I still do it. Is I support all the women's football. That's why we do the show. But it does take me off when a team wins a couple games, never won a game. Now all of a sudden they're throwing other teams under the bus. Now, you know, winning a couple games don't mean you're gonna march up to a championship and hoist up the trophy. This means you're headed in the right direction. I don't think it gives anybody any right to start dishing other teams just because you beat them in a close game or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I don't, you know what? I just I don't see that, especially when you've never won a game. Now you've won a couple games, and uh, you want to you want to start talking smack. Um, I, I, I don't see it, but hey, you know whatever. Whatever makes you happy, um, it just it just sort of turns me up, I guess. You know, I'm on here every week giving all the teams that I can prompts here and there and, and uh, encouraging some of them I don't because of the way they do, and uh, hopefully one day they do it right. But when I'm on here, you know, giving these teams – um, as much prompts as I do when they win or beat us or whatever, I don't I don't like that uh, other negative stuff. But I guess that's you know I guess that's the difference in me. You know I guess whatever makes people feel better uh, about themselves. So uh, that's okay. I'm uh, where where I take it personal. 
I know people, you know, well, it ain't personal. Well, it is personal. So I take it personal. And uh, just, it just keeps the fuel fire, the fire burning more for me, fuel the fire more. Um, before I do forget, I do want to congratulate uh, the uh, offensive and defensive players of the week for week one. Now, this is the very first week. We're always going to be a week behind in announcing uh, these things. We just got the votes in this Monday. So next Monday I'll announce for week two. But uh, offensively, uh, the offensive player of the week in week one was Caitlin Cox of the Tri-Cities Thunder. She had Three touchdowns and uh, extra point. I know um, I can't remember how many yards rushing and receiving and, and what all. Um, the defensive player of the week for week one was Tiani Jones from uh, the Washington Prodigy. Um, don't have all her stats in front of me. I wish that I got that before we got started, uh, but I don't have those in front of me. But congratulations to both of you young ladies, um, I know firsthand that uh, Caitlin did do a great job. Um, you know, even though we lost the game, she had an excellent game. Um, you know, I have I feel you know mixed emotion about that when you lose and somebody plays that good, but you know it shouldn't affect the way people think about uh, somebody's play. She had an exceptional game. Um, so, congratulations to her and to Tiona Jones. Uh, her stats were really good. I've seen them, but I can't remember uh, exactly what they were. So, you know, they they actually, they won, actually. I blew them out, I believe. Um, and we lost close games in overtime to the North Florida Pumas. So, but either way, you know, and, and really congratulations to those young ladies. Um, and I know Caitlin, and I know her really well. She's the most humble person you ever meet. She would gladly trade a win for, you know, no matter what, for all those yards and touchdowns and the award. That's kind of the person she is. That's, you know, the kind of players you like on your team. I mean, not that, you know, being recognized don't mean anything to her, but winning the game means more than being recognized for being an exceptional player for one week. Um and each week somebody's gonna gonna win those. And uh, if anybody out there's wondering how we vote on it, it's the uh, teams that are voting. That uh, you know we put the stats out there, and uh, they they look the stats, and that's how they do it. So it ain't uh, nobody uh, in particular, not me and Jennifer, deciding this. It's, uh, you know, the whole league, they look at the stats and, you know, naturally, if you think your player <laughs> deserves, we didn't even actually have to vote. Think your player deserves it? I, hey, man, I'm for it. But you know what? I mean, if somebody's standing there with 50 tackles and your player's got two tackles, and I mean, just because they play for you, come on, you got to you gotta give them where it's due. And, you know, I... I I don't get it, but a lot, a lot of people are like that, and I, we're definitely not. And you know, for, um, for, I'm happy for Caitlin just because if anybody knows her, uh, she's a hard worker, and 
hard work pays off, you know, and and that's all I can say. And and I, even though we lost, she did have a great game, and uh, that's that's the way it should be. Whether you know you put stats out there, it shouldn't uh, on this type of deal. It shouldn't matter um, who you win. You can't help. Um, I guess as some people say, you're the only player we got, so you know you can't help that. So um, do do what you do all you can. And uh, there was a lot of players had a lot of good stats as well. I mean, the running back for for Washington, I I, I watched that game. She had an amazing game. The uh, girl for the Prod or the uh, Hampton Rose Lady Gators. She, they, a bunch of them had some amazing game uh, stats in the game I watched against the uh, Capital City Savages. So, you know, it wasn't just no easy um, voting. There was a lot of people that had some good stats, and uh, you know, sometimes you just fall a little short, just like in the game. But uh, we're gonna do it every week. Um, so, you know. We're going to uh, uh, vote on this. Let the team vote on this for uh, for these. Let's see. I actually did get these stats pulled up here. Let's see. Caitlin Cox had all four touchdowns. She had 120 yards rushing with two touchdowns. 157 yards receiving with two touchdowns, and she kicked an extra point. So that that's that's pretty good stats. I know them losing effort and and that that sucks, but that, that's pretty that's pretty good stats right there for um, you know for one player to do in a week. So I've seen people stats. Uh, we've seen a girl stats that she was a an all star for a team. And hell, her stats was that. Caitlin had more stats in one game. She had all year. So that that is pretty amazing out there. Uh, let's see the the Jones girl for the uh, Washington Prodigy. She's number thirty one. Let's see, she had six tackles, two for loss, three passes defended, plus an interception return fifty two yards for a touchdown. That's uh, that was pretty good stats in the, in herself in the game. Um, you know, where and the prodigy has a lot of players. They're not just, you know, they they not just as uh, somebody said it. Uh, they got more than one player. So, you know, to do that on those on those really good teams, that that's an amazing game. So, congratulations to both of those girls. Really, it, it's uh, you should be proud of that. Your team should be proud of it. Um, no matter what happens, uh, and each week. I mean, I'm sure we're going to see two different players in there this week because each week it just seems like somebody else has a better game than than somebody did last week. So uh, really, really looking forward to to getting those. Uh, you know, I think it's a special award. I'd like to get them on the show. It actually uh, just happened a little bit late for me to get them um, on here tonight, maybe I can get them all on next week. I'm not real sure, but um, it ain't. It's not about you know one person naturally. It's it's about a team. But you know, the more you get these kind of players 
playing like the the Jones girl playing on such a great team with the prodigy there. And, you know, the better the players, the more opportunities there is out there. There just seems like there's more people waiting for those opportunities versus uh, playing on the on the not uh, so good teams. So, uh, you know, each week I, I just like to see good football. I like to see, um, you know, your game plan work to to your perfection and and the things you want to do with it and um, all that kind of stuff. It just, you know, that's what you practice for. You know, I always tell these girls, hey, you know, we're only as good as the way we practice. You know, an old guy, like I said, in rodeo told me years ago that, you know, team roping that, you know, not just practice makes perfect, but practice, perfect practice makes perfect. And I and I tend to believe in that. You know, I, I tell everybody, and they look at me like I'm crazy, that if you go to practice and there's nobody over and you're not completing 100% of your passes, and then what makes you think you're going to complete very many in a game? Now, I get crucified a lot from different people for um, being too hard and too judgmental on things like that. But, I mean, for real, if you're if you're not out here uh, putting all your passes on practice and your receivers are not catching them with nobody on them, I mean, it just would, you know, anybody in your right mind would lead you to believe you're not going to complete many in a game when all that commotion's going on and somebody's covering your person. I can't help it. That's just, just the way it is. You know, I, I look at it like this. You want to complete more balls, work harder, and get better. We sure as I can do that. We got to work harder and better in a lot of areas. You know, we, we're uh, nowhere near where we need to be. No, probably not anybody's thinking at this point in time that they are, but that's for sure. You know, we're we're uh, seems to be behind the curve here for for our team. Uh, the weather's been bad. Seems like we ain't got as much practice in. And, you know, I I really look and and this I know I probably harp a lot on or give a lot of prompts to the Washington Prodigy and, and rightfully so they're the best team in our in our league, period. And uh, but when you just watch that organization, you watch how those players are so disciplined. I mean it's just like a fine old machine. And I'm you know, I, I can't help but think that you know, hey, these other teams, I'm not saying everybody's got many good players in, so I don't want anybody to, from the prodigy to jump out of our skin. Oh, man, he's comparing other teams to us, and I'm not. But I'm just saying these other teams have good players on them. I just don't think they've adapted that kind of mentality that these girls have. Um, and when I when I say that, I mean, you know, when, when everything – your coach tells you everything your coach feels, everything your owner feels, and everything they do to go out of their way to help this team. When all these players feel the same way and as strongly about it as you, you're going to get that. You're going to get that real discipline and that kind of thing that we see from them. And I think until we get that, I think it's going to, you know, these other teams, like mine, myself, I'm on my own team. 
we're going to continue to struggle. When it when it's just as easy to miss practice or to miss a game versus doing everything in your power to make that practice or make that game until you can flip that around, I think you're always going to see what you're seeing now. Um, now, there's some situations, you know, you get certain players, hey, I, I tell you right up front, hey, I, I can play, but I'm only, you know, for instance, you might have somebody in the service on your team. You know, hey, I can only play, but I'm going to miss this game, this game, this game. That's fine. You know it up front. If you're planning on being a, a leader of that team, you're planning on playing or starting a lot for that team, you need to be there for that team, no matter what. No matter what. And I really believe that I see that in in these prodigy girls. Um, just just the way they handle stuff um, uh, is, is amazing. I haven't got to see a bunch of their games. I've actually only seen them play two games. Both games were a blowout. Um, they got on them early and often. But you know, I watch more of the way they handle themselves when they come off the field. When a little bit of adversity gets them, what they do, the way they respond to their coaches, you know, the way they do to each other, you know, the the things they do, no, no uh, animosity on the sidelines. Nobody, um, nobody's into it, you know. What the coaches say is gospel. You respect it or else. I like it. I mean, just the way they handle things. And I think they got the seriousness there. And I think that's what the rest of us are laughing. Um, I know last year when I talked to Coach Bell a little bit, you know, he said, hey, it was, you know, it didn't seem to be like this all the time. And, you know, we just adopted the thing. Hey, you don't make Thursday practices. You ain't starting. I mean, I get it. Um, it I don't know where all their players are from. I mean, I'm sitting there looking at a roster right now. There's a lot of hometowns from our state, that, so I don't mean really where they're at. But that just, you know, for us, and I love that rule. I really do. I'd like to be able to, to impose that. But, you know, for one thing, I don't have enough to do it. And for another, I, you know, I've got some girls that live long distance away, and then they have to work on Friday. Then they have to travel again on Saturday. And, you know, when they come, I knew that. So I'm with you. I'm I'm, I'm leaning, you know, toward I'm liking that. But in the same sense, when you don't have the, you know, 18, 19 players and two or three of them miss the game for whatever reason and, it's sort of hard to you look down that line. You might not have enough to uh, put on the kickoff out there to start the game. I know it's sort of a double-edged sword. What you do? I mean, you know, you can either play and uh, bite your tongue, or or you can go along with it. And uh, really hate to bite my tongue, but I have a lot. So and that's what gets me. You know, back to when I was talking earlier here is about the seriousness of these teams when when the coaches and the owners and the GMs, whoever, when they don't care, they can't show any kind of uh, uh, fire 
surrender themselves to, hey, here's, here's our schedule. Here's what we have to do. And you're not the only one having to travel. Everybody in our league has to travel. You're not the only one in the WFA to travel. I guarantee you everybody's traveling. The WFA the same way. It, it, you're going to travel. So you're not the only one doing any traveling. Everybody's traveling. You know what your schedule is, suck it up and go play. Your girls are wanting to play. They need your guidance. They need that firmness. They need you to say, hey, we're going here and we're going to play. The game starts at 8 o'clock, and it's a 10-hour trip. We're leaving at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. We're going to get there in time to stop, eat, use the bathroom, get there with a couple hours of fire, and and, uh, be ready to go. Make it serious, people. I'm I'm telling you. Um, Help these players out. If you can't, please get out and let somebody in there that will. Um, because you're running, you're running these leagues, you're running these teams, you're you're putting a bad taste in your players' mouth. Uh, you want to blame everybody but yourself. Hey man, you're responsible for your own actions. Um, same with these players. You know, I, I feel like that um, you give everything you've got to make it to these practices and games, and give everything you got on the field. That's what you play for. I mean, that's. I mean, if you can't be that serious about it, seriousness about it, then maybe you need to move on to to another sport. You know, I just I just know this that people don't people don't really know, um, you know, what it's like to to be in in, in for instance in my situation. I mean, I have a job. We have a team. We have a league. We have a show. A coach team. I don't miss. I'm here to tell you. I figure out a way to make it. And when I told some of my players, when these players start doing like I'm doing, to make it, to no matter what, to figure it out, we're going to be that much better off. Um, and if the organization that can't show that, what makes me think my players would ever show that? I'm gaining here. It's only our fourth year in existence. <clears throat> and we're gaining ground. It's just very little at a time. Seems like each year I gain another, maybe another player, or every two years there, maybe gain a player that really thinks like I do, wanting to, wanting to be good, wanting to be the best player, wanting to uh, make all those practices, wanting to pick your brain all the time. Um, you know, hey, let's let's have an extra workout when we can. They're wanting to do this kind of stuff. You know, that that's where it's at. And the the product, yeah, I don't know how many they got on the roster, thirty five maybe. And most of those thirty five are, you know, serious about it. That leads to a lot of wins, people. That leads to uh, a lot of shutouts. So far, they haven't been scored on. Um, that leads to a lot of points. Um, I know the game that uh, I got to see them play, they used all three quarterbacks, you know. So, it's when you're serious about it, your organization, your organization is serious about it. That critical gun, your coaches. He wants to be the best, and then his assistants look up to him. They want to be the best. Then the, then the players, you know, so on and so on and so on. 
And before you know it, you're looking at a, at a champion and then, uh, you know, another hoping to repeat. So that's what you're getting when you take it serious, when you look at uh, the big picture, not just um, one little old bitty picture. You know, I, I say this, you can't, one game is not going to win you or lose you a championship. You don't play that game, or unless you don't make, unless you forfeit these games, or unless you don't show up when you're supposed to, or or whatever the case may be. If that happens, hey, bow up and take the blame for it. Don't put the blame on nobody else. It's clearly on your shoulders. Nobody else did it. I mean, everybody else don't seem to uh, find a hard time uh, getting to their games on time. They know when they start. They know when the schedule's been out there. Um, you know, nothing good, people, can happen from forfeiting games. I know um, there's just nothing good can happen. Now, I get there's just certain things that are beyond our control. I'm surprised somebody ain't blowing me up here Tell me, you know, hey, you just don't realize and things do happen. I drive a truck for a living, and trust me, I know it. You know, you can be going down the road so good, next thing you know, you'll be sitting in a wreck for five or six hours. Things happen. I, I do get it. But those are the things that keep you from making it. Not, not leaving on time. You know, that's why um, we we leave to go to the game Everybody says, well, man, coach, it ain't, but, you know, eight hours over. Shoot, we're leaving 12 hours before. Yep, you're right, we are. We're going to leave in time so everybody, uh, if you need to use the bathroom, we'll stop and use the bathroom. If we need to stop and eat before we get there, we'll stop and eat. Whatever we need to do, we want to get to the game, to the ballpark two hours before. Get her uh, girlfriend to play. If some girls need taping, some girls need extra stretching. Yeah, I don't want to be unloading off the bus and them have a clock countdown saying, hey, you don't get here in 30 seconds, we're going to call the game. I don't want that. Shoot, man, I don't want to be, don't want to be ready to go. Um, you would think everybody else would be, want to be do that. I, I mean, you know, you're, you've got players, you practice, you you got a schedule. Why not? I, I mean, I don't get it. And I think this this lack of seriousness, seriousness from the organizations trickles down from the top. Uh, and then they want to blame and point the finger at everybody else and these league owners and people making the rules. They're the bad person. They uh, uh, turn out to do, do the right thing. and They get crucified for it. And when they're just, they're just doing what they you know, said they do. Uh, just everybody else ain't doing what they said they do. So how does that take anything but your own fault? You know, and and I think and uh, and I say it all the time on this show. That's what hurting women's football people. I mean, you know, you, you can't be serious about it. You in certain areas, these teams just cannot for some reason. Can't get the right personnel running the running the show, and this is what we got. And everybody knows for 
you know, the one bad apple spoiled the whole whole bunch. You know, it's like I swear you go out here and tell twenty people the truth and they won't tell nobody. You tell one person a lie and he's gonna tell everybody. You know, it just seems like that's the way it goes. Um, you know, instead of um you, you know, somebody said, Hey man, did you see those games this weekend? Those were some good games. This team here won, that team there won. They're gonna say, Man, you boy, we didn't make the game, but blah 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 before you know it, everybody said, Man, I can't believe that league kicked these people out when they they got hung up in a un uh, you know, condition. They couldn't uncontrollable conditions and they couldn't do anything about it. By the time it gets to you the story's four days long. You know what I mean? And and the league owners are the bad people. You're the one that did the right thing, but you end up being the bad person because one person tells everybody, but 20 people do something right, they tell nobody. Society we live in um, drives me crazy. So does, so does these these people not taking these games and these um, these teams serious. So I'm I'm telling you, it really drives me crazy. Um, and you know, we can only as as a league. Um, leagues out there and, and owners of teams and such as football fans that want to do everything we can uh, to promote this. These are the kind of teams that we don't need. They either need to step up or step out. You know, they either need to get with the program or, or move on down the line or something because they're holding us back, people. I'm telling you, they're, they're holding this whole whole big train back because it, it's the growth the sport of women's football. I mean, we already know who the biggest league is. It's, it's no secret. You know, there, there's no secret about that. And, uh, you know, actually having a team on here tonight from the league, I, I don't care what league you play in. Hey, man, I'm, I'm just happy you're playing football. Uh, but, man, take it serious. It's just, just, you know, it's been eating at me for days about this. And, um, I can't get across enough of how important it is for these organizations to take it serious and do the right thing. Uh, that's why, you know, I keep going back to the prodigy. We actually had a conference call last night, and one of the league owners was talking about, you know, they had got beat by the prodigy, but they still been on a first-class hosting in a first-class way, and I wouldn't have had any doubt that they would. Um, that's what it means. It means something to those people up there. It really does. It means a lot to them to to have a great organization, to host a good football game. When you play them and you know they're on your schedule and you got a home game, they're coming to play. You can count on it. You don't have to worry about, oh, man, I hope they, don't, hope they come. I got these rests. I've heard this field. I'm out all this money. You're sitting there sweating bullets. Hope this team shows up. They're not people. And there's a lot like them. There's a lot of teams out there like them. And then there's a lot that, you know, the ones you're sitting there worried about. Then there's a lot like them. And it shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't have to worry about that. Um, it should be, you know, who you're going to play, show up, play, or, or step out of the league. That, that's my suggestion. If you don't have enough players to play, say, hey, you know what, I'm going to have to step out. I don't have enough players to play. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna 
for doing the right thing if you do that. But you keep saying, oh, I've got enough, I've got enough, I've got enough, and then come time and you don't. And then you leave that team hanging. People, that's no good, I promise you. There's nothing good for either team, away, hosting team, or anybody that a forfeit. Nothing good becomes out of a forfeit. Nothing. And nobody deserves it, you know. So uh, let the, if you, you know, if something drastic comes up, you know, what, don't wait till the last minute. Get a hold of your league. Get a hold, you know, soon something happens. Get a hold of your league. And then get a hold of the other team. Let the league get a hold of Try to work something out. But if you wait till the last minute, there's nothing to work out. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, so... That's you know that's why I, I really uh, like to take it serious. I like you know I tell all my girls. I just had one you know tell me tonight that you know they want to be there on time because they don't want it to affect their playing time. You know, and I, I I'm I'm I don't have enough to say hey you better show up here or else. But you know what I I am. You know, make them, hey, here's what time we're going to be at the game. I'm roll call at the time it's there. If you're not there, it's going to affect your playing there. She understood that. I like it. I mean, I, I like the fact that, you know, she acknowledged it and uh, told me, hey, you know, I, I don't want to affect my playing time. I just look at it like this. If it's going to take me four hours to drive somewhere, I'm going to leave five or six hours. I'm going to leave myself plenty of time, get gas, unscheduled bathroom stops, um, get hungry, want to eat. Oh, well, if you got my mouthpiece, I want to stop at Dick's Academy, get me a mouthpiece, you got time to do that. All that stuff. You know, leaving time when stuff happens and comes up, leaving time to, to do something about it. And I think that, uh, you know, that's the seriousness. That's you know, that's coming from the players. You know, this particular player, she realized I'm serious. You know, both we played so far this year. Everybody's been on time. I didn't have to um didn't have to take anybody's playing time away. But I'm prepared to people. Uh, I'm you know, I'm I may just be getting rules in place, baby steps at a time, but hey, whatever it takes. Uh, we're going to, um, you know, and, and that's, I just want them to know, I want them to be serious about it because I'm serious about it. And, you know, the greatest thing, one of the greatest things about the Prodigy, and I'm sure about the Dallas Lee, and I'm sure about the Utah Falcons, and I'm sure about all the great teams out there, is that when they take the field to warm up as a team, naturally teams go out there and you send up quarterbacks and you send up kickers and, and all that, and everybody warms up a little here and there. But when the team goes, I'm sure all the team goes. Not part of last minute, some straggler comes in and they're about half dressed and they run out there and just go cleat or two on here and there and, and they're out there and don't look nothing like the rest of the team warming up and you know what? That's a disgrace to the game. It's a disgrace to the team. It's a disgrace to the women's football in general. And that that's one of the biggest things of mine that drives me crazy is when you warm up as a team, you warm up as a team. You don't warm up as three or four. 
when you do team exercises, everybody needs to be there. Whatever that routine is, you need to be in that routine. Everybody that's going to play needs to be in that routine. If you're not, you're cheating your team, you're cheating yourself, you're cheating the league, you're cheating the whole women's football across the country. I said for every one bad person, there's a bunch. Because one bad thing, somebody's going to tell everybody, you do something good and they tell nobody. Okay? So... Um, that's one one rule that, you know, we've got. And I tell them what time I want to marry. They know they want to <clears throat> they wanna, uh, start the game. They better be there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm known to be called a hard ass anyway, so I might as well live up to it. And uh, I have no problem with it. They think I'm a hard ass. They should have played for some of the guys I played for in school. Then they think I was a teddy bear. I'm just here to tell you. So, um, but I loved it. I'm telling you. I loved it. I loved that they cared. We weren't any good. Said that on there a bunch of times, too. We weren't any good. But when I was young and in high school, the coaches cared. And it took me a long time to realize that. But now, more so than ever, I realize those guys really cared. Those guys wanted me to be better than just okay. You're 14 or 15 years old. You're not sure what all that means. But now I understand it way more than ever, you know. And, and that's the thing. Most of these girls are to age. They should understand that more than ever. So um, it's, it's just a situation that, you know, I, I – I've been using the word serious enough that that's sort of sort of my topic tonight, I guess, is, is being serious from because I feel like so many of these teams out there are cheating their players by the things they do on the upper hand of it. And it's not fair to those players. And if I was one of those players, I'd be going to another organization that wanted to take it serious, that wants to win. You know, that wants to play all the games. When you look at that schedule and you say, hey, we're going to play eight games. We're going to make the playoffs. we got an opportunity to win a championship. That's what I want to do. Well, all of a sudden, look, we're done, we're done out. We're done for a game. We're done, we're done losing. I mean, what happened here? You know, I'm, I want to be playing for somebody serious about it. I'd be calling up some good teams and, and saying, hey, you got room for me? I want, I want to play on the real team. I want to play on the team that takes it serious. I want to play on the team that wants to be better than just okay. I want to do things right. We don't get the opportunity to do things right here. I want to do uh, all I can to help women's football. So, you know, Girls, guys, whoever's listening out there, please, if you own these teams, if you're a coach on these teams, rise to the occasion. Take, take it serious. Make them take it serious. Impose rules on these girls. They really want it. They really do. I'm getting ready to talk to Coach Mike Ellington, and I'll guarantee you he's going to tell me the same thing. He's going to tell you the same thing fast and all these questions. They want it. They need it. Why not give it to them? So, um, 
that being said, let's get Coach Mike on here. Talk to him, see how he's doing. How about it, Coach? You there? Yes, sir. I sure am. How are you doing this evening? Doing great. What about yourself? Doing great. Got a first game under our belt. And, and, uh, yes. On yes, sir. I heard y'all uh, um, 48 to nothing, I believe. Yeah, 47 to nothing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, 47. Yep. Now, yeah, it was, was good. that it was game, game for, the first, for the first game there, so. Right. Now, was that game in Austin, or did y'all play that at home? That was in Austin. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, – we, we, when we played with the Mustangs uh, and everything else, we had a real good time going down with Austin and, and uh, had a real good rivalry. And um, they are a, a classy group down there. Um, you know, I really like Lily and Coach Narlin and all those guys. They they uh, take care of the teams when they bring them there to their house and – and uh, we played a good game of football and got done at the end of the evening. We had a, we had a pretty bad injury on one of our players. Um, and, uh, their trainer came over and helped her, gave her a, you know, gave her a little help and, and, uh, you know, really took care of things. So we appreciate their hospitality down there and, and, uh, enjoyed playing the game and getting that first one under our belt there. Right. Well, I say it all the time, you know, it's, it is a game and it's nothing personal, you know, and so many of these these girls seem to, you know, and a lot of coaches uh, seem to take it personal when it ain't, and I think that uh, takes away from the game, you know, I mean, uh, you got to let these girls play and, and learn and, uh, you know, um, get amongst these other girls and and uh, you know that's why we had that kickoff classic we did in our league and it was just, it was a great thing because these other teams could mingle with the other teams you know and then uh, at the end of the day they played and at the end of the day whoever won or lost they both met there in the end and shook hands and said a few words and the winners got a trophy and the losers licked their wounds and you got to go home and get better. Yes, yes, yeah. Even the winners got to go home and lick their wounds a little bit, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's for that sure. Was for the game, <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Well, tell me about how how's your team looking? Are they uh, are they are we in rare form or uh, the strength there that we uh, hoping for or, or what what are they looking like? I'll tell you, I had a a lot of surprises. Um, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with rookies, you know as well as I do in women's football, when you got a bunch of rookies out there, you're always curious to see how they act when they get up against another team. Um, we had a couple of people that really stepped up and and uh, played extremely well as rookies. Uh, one in particular was uh, Strickland. Um, she, uh, I think, she combined for I think 11 tackles, had one fumble recovery. Um, if I remember right, she was in on two sacks and one tackle for loss. Um, you know, she was, uh, she was really getting after it for a rookie there. And, and then, uh, you know, there was a couple others that played on the offensive line and defensive line that had an outstanding game. Uh, Statistically-wise, they weren't, you know, all that stellar on statistics. So you won't see it on that stats page, but they played a heck of a game as individuals um, and really worked well together with the team. Probably the thing I'm most proud of is the way that the offensive and defensive lines, uh, you know, stayed after it. They were having to play both ways a lot. 
and uh, they did a really good job of doing that. Right. Well, that's that, that's that's great. You know, I um, say it all the time that I tell my girls, you know, you play on that offensive line, you're not going to have the stats, but the stats are when your team puts up 47. You know what I mean? When you're they're running the ball, and you, when they score, you score. You know, it's one of them kind of deal. Um, so I, yeah. I now who who are you guys playing this week? We don't play anybody this week. We have a bye week. Um, what we do have is a uh, a week of extra preparation for the Atlanta Phoenix that we play on April 21st in Atlanta. So we're going to hop on a, a big old bus and ride the 11, 12 hours to Atlanta and <laughs> get off, play a game, and then get back on and go again. So such uh, is the life of women's football, right? Yes, sir. Now, what time is that game? That's 7 p.m. And they will, and from what I understand, the Phoenix live stream all of their games, so it will be live streamed as well. Yeah, they do. I've watched uh, some of them live stream. Um, they they got a win. I heard. Uh, I don't know what happened this past week, but the first week, uh, I heard they got a win in some kind of post-call fashion or bad call or something. The Atlanta Phoenix. I'm not sure what happened to them this past weekend, but uh, um, maybe that'll maybe that'll be a good contest for you. Maybe they'll, uh, you know. Give you a good game. Yeah, they and they will. I am. Uh, I'm sure of it. Uh, they're a strong football team. The you know the first team that they played, they actually played a week early before the season started, and it was the Tampa Bay Inferno, um, which I understand did really well last year in Division Two. Uh, and you know, so they had a they had a good solid game there. They ended up winning seven to six. Uh, so we're you know we're having to do a lot of work to prepare for them. Um, it'll be uh, a good test for us. See where we're at now. Right. Well, that's hey, that's what you play for. I mean, you know, each each game is always a uh, a different game within itself. You know, I know we've played two games in the first team we played. They wanted to run the ball the whole time, and the team we played this past weekend, they wanted to throw the ball the whole time. So yep. we went from one extreme to the other, you know, and and it, it's tough when you, again, I'm using your own word, when, when you have a bunch of rookies, it's tough to make those transitions in a short week to get ready to play those kinds of games. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But uh, we're real proud of how, you know, how hard they're working on it. And uh, the way they're coming together as a team, um, you know, I think I think we'll definitely be ready to play as a team against Atlanta and uh, give them everything we have there for four quarters. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. Uh, so, is your player that uh, got uh, hurt bad? Is she going to be okay? Yeah, that's Kayla Armwood. Uh, she uh, actually had a a break and a dislocation of her ankle, um, which has put her, uh, she's going to have surgery on Thursday. Um, so she's, uh, done for this year, but I know, uh, and I hope Kayla listens to this, but I know that she will uh, do everything she can to rehabilitate, get all that done and, uh, hopefully get in there and play some for us next year. Cause she had, uh, there at the first of that game where she was playing, she was looking really good. 
uh, playing both corner and running back, and we're looking pretty sharp there. Um, so we're disappointed the loser. Um, you know, it's next man up when it comes to the game. But uh, Kayla was a very important part of our team, and, and we're going to miss her this season. Yeah, it's always <clears throat> it's hard to <clears throat> excuse me losing a player that plays both sides of the ball like that's like losing two players at one time. And yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's always tough. And then you know when they're playing at a high level and get a bad injury like that. Um, well, we hope for a speedy recovery for her. I hate to see anybody uh, get hurt like that. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, nothing good that comes from that. Well, tell me about, I hear you're going to have uh, two new shows coming up. Is that correct? Yes, and my uh, my wife actually knows more about those shows than I do. Um, but we're going to be uh, putting the players on there uh, to, um, you know, talk about their stories, you know, every one of our girls has a has a story to be told. Uh, as one of our owners, Maria, said tonight uh, out at practice, that we are all the face of the elite. There's not one particular person that is the face of the elite. We're all the elite. And uh, because of that, we want to make sure that every one of our girls gets on that show and talks about their story. Uh, the second radio show is going to be more about women's football success. So it's going to be more about the business side of how you handle the women's football teams and making them successful. Uh, so we'll be having a lot of uh, discussion about what we do to get ready for season, what we do to, um, you know, carry on through the season, fundraising, all that kind of stuff. And then last but not least, you know, what do you do when you get in a short timeline for, for uh, something like we just did <laughs> uh, where you end up having to, having to work double overtime to get the players ready and and uh, and rolling for such a long season in such a short amount of time. Um, if You know, we talked about it a little bit before, but we got on board on February 6th when we did. There was about 14 players on this team. Um, and uh, we've, you know, moved up and down. We've got up to around 30 players. I think we're sitting at 32 going into this game um, at this point. And, uh, you know, that's, that was a tough position to be in. We had two months to get ready for football, but, you know, we pretty well got it done and went down and got a W on the first game. So that uh, made everybody a lot happier after that one was done. Yes, sir, I can imagine. Now, what day is the, what day and time are your shows going to be on? That's a great question. Hold on one second. I'll get that for you. We're, um, so the days of those uh, radio shows is going to be uh, Monday, Monday the is the Dallas Elite, Elite Weekly Show on Monday nights. And then on Wednesdays, we're going to have the Women's Football Success Show. Okay. So Monday is going to be the Dallas Elite Weekly Show. Yes, that's that correct. Player profiles and all those things, yes. And then Wednesday night, you're going to have the success show, you say? Yes, that's correct. Uh, and thank goodness my wife did that because then that means I get to be involved too because practices are on Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> right. Now, what time are those shows going to start? Those shows are going to be starting both at – what time? I think it's 8 p.m. 
8 p.m. on Central Standard Time. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah, All right. Well, uh, we'll have to you know, I, you tune in. Yeah, I've seen to feel like that all the time, man. <laughs> Not just every now and then. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm telling you, it's jeez, it's it, there's a lot of titles go along with my damn job here. You know what I mean? A lot of yeah, titles. I, <laughs> I got you. Uh, I got you. you know, I, I asked JC the other night um, on here when I asked him uh, before the show started. I said, you know what? What do you get out of all this? You know, she does all these dang shows and this, that, and the other. And she said, this is satisfaction. And you know what? That, that's amazing because, you know, I mean, I get it. You know, all of our coaches donate their time and, and everything. And, and that is true. Not very many people in this world, as you well know, want to do anything to help anybody just for the satisfaction. Um, it's all about that mighty dollar. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, that's the one thing that I like about women's football is, you know, that, that these girls are, are willing to go out there and put it all on the line for a week knowing that, you know, they're still going to have to go to a job uh, on Monday when, you know, they just want to play the game. And then so many of these dang pro athletes – this bitch and race came about everything. Yep. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, you know, that, we're, um, I want to, I want to give a shout out real quick while I got a chance to, uh, the core players on this team that stuck around through, uh, thick and thin and, um, you know, help, help get the team back on the road. Uh, we'll call it the road to recovery after all those events happened during the off season. Um, all those girls showed up and played really well on Saturday. Uh, Jamie Fornall, uh, Dez Allen, uh, Taylor Armwood was one, Amanda Morgan, uh, Lauren Chesley, Devon Goldsmith. Uh, you know, and those are just a few of the ones right off the bat that really jumped out there and, and uh, you know, stayed with the team. Primarily, Primarily the ones, if, if it hadn't been for a couple of them, uh, and also uh, Kristen Fields, excuse me, um, was one more as well. Um, if that group right there hadn't stuck together and uh, kept things rolling, not for money, not for anything else, but pride and uh, love of this game and love of the team and the name that they had, uh, then uh, this team would not exist this year. So we're very happy to have them and, and to have seen them go out there and perform the way they did this last weekend was just a, an outstanding pleasure. Um, I also want to give a shout out to all my coaches uh, who have uh, really put in a lot of time and effort uh, to get out here and, and do what they're uh, what they love to do and coach these girls up and get them ready for football. Um, it's been a it's been a you know fast like I said a couple months we've had to work our tails off to get ready. Um, film sessions and all that, and with me being in Arkansas, I'm leaning on my guys a lot out here uh, to help get them ready. Um, last one, I missed one name right off the bat there. I also missed one name, her crusher, uh, Tilka McDonald, playing our center. She's one heck of a ball player there. 
So I think I got all my shout outs out there. If I missed anybody, I am absolutely sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to remember all those names when you're, um, especially if you don't write down. Hey, man, I have to write everything down I want to say or I'll forget it. So I know when you're just getting away from practice and things, uh, going through your mind 100 miles an hour and, and all that, it's hard yeah. to remember that. I, I want to ask you. Now, I meant to ask you the last time we we talked. How how do you get at that late in the season? You got fourteen players, and I guarantee you everybody's sweating bullets about the end. How how do you how do you get up to? I think you told me at that time you had maybe thirty four, thirty five, six players. How yep. do you get yep. those get those players uh, that fast? Well, you know, the primary thing is your best recruiters are absolutely the players that are on your team. And if you make it an environment where they want to be, they want to be coached by your group, they want to play with your players, they want to do those things, then they are more willing to go out and get other players to come on with you. Um, It helps if they know a pool of athletes like, you know, we happen to be lucky that some of our girls know this pool of athletes that are just amazing. Um, there's some of them that are, you know, in the bodybuilding environment. There's some of them that are in, uh, that work for Cowboys uh, Fit, which is, you know, a, a fitness facility over at the Cowboys, uh, Dallas Cowboys facility. Um, you know, there's a lot of those types of individuals on this team, and uh, they know where to find the athletes, and they go searching for them. They do a real good at finding them. Uh, and then, you know, obviously social media, you know, we put a lot of stuff out on social media and all of a sudden it starts popping up, you know, people sending us messages saying they want to be a part of this. And, uh, you know, that's, that's probably your most valuable tool with social media. Uh, so between, between the people getting on board with the team and believing in it and wanting to sell it to other people and social media, you can get a lot of people involved with the team. What's that, but I, I can't wait till next year when we have a full season of recruiting. Um, well, that was that was what I was getting ready to ask. I was getting ready to ask you. I didn't want to fast forward through the season and make you think I'm trying to skip it. But when when will y'all start really heavily recruiting for the Dallas League for the 2019 season? Recruiting, every day that we're out here, we are constantly working on recruiting people. Um, if they can, if they get involved with our organization at any level at this point right now, then we can keep them involved through the end of the year with this team and uh, make them part of our core going into next year. Um, you know, of course, tryouts and all those kinds of things will start happening probably October, November-ish. Practices next year will start back up in December. Um, so that kind of gives you a timeline. But the reality is we were recruiting right now for 2019 as well. If we can if we can keep that ball rolling, we're going to. Right. Now, when you say practices start in December, how many practices will y'all, will y'all start doing two or three a week in December? Or um, how, how do y'all do things? 
Will more than likely at this point, because um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this or if I mentioned this before, but so my wife and I actually live in Russellville, Arkansas, which is a small town uh, in the center of Arkansas. We drive down five and a half hours for practice, um, and then drive back home five and a half hours um, after we get done with practice. So we get a two-hour practice and, and 11 hours of driving. Um, but we go. Uh, Right now we're doing Tuesday and Thursday nights and uh, Saturdays. So, you know, we get uh, longer practice on the Saturdays, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the pattern we're going to run right now. Next December when we start up again, we're probably going to do one practice a week. It's going to be a relatively long practice, um, more of just installing and explaining football to the new people and those kinds of things, uh, working through drills and doing those types of things. And then as we start getting closer and closer, to February, we'll break it down into two to three practices per week until we get to a uh, crescendo there where we're doing weekend practices and all that stuff. So it's a uh, it's a gradual build up starting in December. Yes, sir. And you did tell me, by the way, where you lived in Arkansas, and I, I do know where it is. So it is. Yeah. I come home and told my wife. I said, you know, after. Uh, I said, oh, they drive. I said, if they drive down there during the day and then drive home after practice, they get a lot of driving time uh, just yep. to make the practice. But you know what? Yep. That this is, and but here's the thing, coach. Is, is this drive brings me right back to what I talked about before you even come on, and that's about the seriousness. If your girls take it just half as serious as you do. Then where are we going? You know, not just your girls, but all these girls on every team take it as seriousness as the owners and the coaches do of these teams that are successful. Where where are we going to be? You know what I'm saying? It's the level of of this intensity and play is you know the cap is is forever high, and I just see it so much of of people not you know most people wouldn't dare. No matter what the situation is to you, most people wouldn't dare do just what you said you do every night for yep. practice. Yep. Yep. And it's and you know and, something else that that you know we have girls that just live right here in the Metroplex, Dallas, Fort Worth area is a huge place. We've got people that drive an hour and a half to practice every day just as players, you know, um, you know, or more. And I know, I know, I've heard. Uh, horror stories about people over in California driving from Fresno down to LA and you know, all these kinds of things. So, you know, it's it's all over women's football. They're all, you know, traveling to different places to get on teams and and uh, if there's not a team in their area they're having to, to do weird and wonderful things. We have some people that moved here just to play football. Um you know, they lived in areas that were losing their teams or weren't gonna be able to play this year. And uh so they're moving down to play with us. And uh you know that's that's an interesting part of women's football, and, you know, it's all for the love of the game, I believe. And I'll tell you that, you know, for my part and my wife's part, it's about the love of the game. We wouldn't be doing it otherwise. Right. Hey, trust me, I understand. I mean, I know exactly where you're coming from. Uh, when my wife first started playing five years ago, there wasn't any teams in our area. She drove 225 miles one way three days a week to make practice, you oh, know, and – Oh yeah, I played for a team that just was terrible, and the organization was terrible. And nobody was serious. There'd be girls that only lived a mile away that didn't make practice, or you know, and it just drove us crazy. 
and that you know that's what sparked us to start our team. And you know, I, I can I can say this. You know, I commend you for for what you and your wife do for the seriousness of it, for the love of the game. Um, we need more people in the sport like that. And uh, you know, we definitely, me and my wife, we work our hind ends off too just for the sport of the game, you know, and you don't get nothing from it but gratification. And that that's what we love. And, you know, that's why, you know, we started the show is to help women's football. And, and the seriousness from people like yourself and your wife, and it's all it's not just you or us, it's people around. But then there's these few that don't take it serious, you know. And it just drives me crazy that, you know, we all need to be on the same page. Even though we're not on the same team, we're all in it together. I agree with you 100%. Because if we don't take care of each other in some way, fashion, or form, the game just, you know, melts away, and then we all lose. So I say it every week. It don't matter what league you're in. I care less. You're playing women's football, and you're doing it the right way. My hat's off to you. I know good teams in every single league. You know what I mean? Not just the WFA or the USWFL, the IWFL. There's good teams in every league. And, you know, there's good players in every league. I mean, there's players in, uh, you know, that game that you're you're talking about, that uh, girl having 11 tackles, that's an exceptional game. I don't care who you're playing, who you play for, what league you're in. That's a dang awesome game, you know. And that's what what gets me excited is the sport and these teams and and people that take it serious like myself and and want to see it grow and do everything. I mean, look, I do everything in my power I can to to you know to help the sport, but it, it's going to take a lot, way more people than me and you to to get it done. Yep, yep, I agree, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, it was really fun to watch all that this weekend. It was uh. You know, you live. I live vicariously through my players. <laughs> I want to. Sometimes you just want to get on that field with them. Sometimes, but you know, it's interesting to to watch them all, and especially at the end of the game when they're all done and talking about you know their stories and everything. It's uh, you're building memories every every moment that you're in the game. You know. Right now, are y'all more of a, a passing team or running team, or pretty evenly balanced, or? How how did y'all you know what y'all do to win the game out there? We did a little bit of both. Uh, if I remember right, we had if I remember right off the top of my head, I think we had four passing touchdowns, uh, and the rest were running. Um, you know that's a pretty decent balance. Um, you know seven touchdowns there, so four passing and three three running touchdowns. That's good stuff. Um, you know, play-wise, we were probably a little bit more balanced toward the run on that overall. Uh, but, uh, you know, that could change from week to week, depending on who we're playing against. Uh, Atlanta could be a whole different game here. Oh, yeah, you got to do what Atlanta's you listening. Just in case somebody from Atlanta is listening, they had to prepare for it all. <laughs> Yeah, well, you got to do what you got to be ready to do it all. You know what I mean? You got to be. It, like I told you, we played two games, and one team probably didn't throw it five times the whole game, and the other team yeah. probably didn't run it five times the whole game. Um, so, do you have? Is your quarterback? Is she a rookie, or uh, she got some years of experience? Uh, 
Now, uh, the quarterback that uh, we're playing with at this point, uh, Rasan Gore, um, you know, has played for several years. Um, he once was on the Chicago Force and, and uh, you know, played up there, and she was on the Elite last year. I uh, got, you know, ample playing time there here last year. Um, very strong quarterback. Um, the backup to her is a girl named Jackie Coronado. Um, she is a rookie. Uh, but she's learning fast and uh, doing a really good job as a as a backup on that, and, and uh, hopefully we'll have a real good tandem there that'll be able to handle it all through the season and on into the playoffs. Yeah, well, it's always good to have a couple. That's for sure. And you know, I I tell my girls all the time, hey, just what you said about the next player up is. You got to be ready to play at all times, and and that's mentally and physically and and everything. You know, not just stand over there out of the game. Know when it's your time. Your number's called. Hey, get in there. So, you know, when you guys are playing at the highest level of women's football in the toughest league, um, it, it certainly, you know, is going to affect you if they're not ready to go. Yep. Yep. And uh, and all that talk right there, I remembered one more person I didn't uh, that I didn't mention, and uh, that's Erica Bobo, uh, who a couple of years was league MVP, and uh, you know she's back playing with us now. Uh, she took a year off and back playing with us now. She had four touchdowns in that game as well, uh, three of the receiving touchdowns and one of the uh, one running touchdown. So she had a heck of a ball game as well. Dang, coach, how you forget her? I don't know, you know, well, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, I, I just left practice and she wasn't here at practice tonight, so <laughs> I, I was sitting there looking at most of those players as they were walking off the field when we were talking at first. <laughs> right, I understand. Now, trust me, my memory's terrible, like I said, if I, you'd ask me <laughs> that and I wasn't sitting here looking at it, I'd have a hard time remembering too. Coach, anything else you want to put out there tonight? Uh, anything else about the Dallas League you want uh, everybody on the, uh, this radio show to know about? I just want them to know that uh, our mantra for this year is still elite. We have, uh, we're going to do everything we can to work our way back to the championship. We know it's going to take a lot of work. We know there's teams like Atlanta in our way. Um and every team on our schedule is going to be a challenge, just as I said at the beginning of the season, uh, before the season started. But uh, we're looking forward to the challenge and, and uh, look forward to everybody, uh, all these games, getting to watch these games, let all these women play football and, and enjoy themselves out here on the field like we did for so many years. So good luck to everybody on the rest of the season. I know we'll be talking again soon. Yeah, well, I wish you all the best of luck. Uh, you know, things, some things might happen at Atlanta. Atlanta ain't but about five hours for me. I may, uh, I may try to sneak off to maybe get down there and watch y'all play. Yeah, come on down. I I, I tell you, they, uh, they got. A, I don't know if you've been there before, but the stadium they got, from what I understand, they got this deal where you can go for, I think it's thirty-two dollars. You go sit in their uh, owner's suite and uh, all you can eat and all you can drink and uh, watch a football game, and it sounds like a pretty good time. So you know. People in the Atlanta area come out and watch some football. It'll be fun. 
Well, I'm a pretty big guy, Coach. They might not let me in there for <laughs> all you can eat and drink for 32 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, but I'm in the same boat. So. <laughs> now, for real, we're off that week on the 21st. Uh, I may... Uh, we're, I think we got to buy that week. I may, may or may not get to. I don't know exactly what our plans are, but uh, I'd sure like to come down there and watch y'all play and uh, see how you guys do. You got it. We'd like to see you, Coach. I appreciate you coming on here. Hey, good luck with the rest of the season and a uh, couple radio shows and uh, uh, best of luck to your team, man. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on. Uh, uh, all right, folks. That's Coach Mike Ellington, uh, co-owner, offensive line coach, I believe, for the Dallas Elite. Um, you know, you you heard him say a lot of things that, um, you know, just exactly what I said before he came on, um, struggles real for everybody. Um you know, it's the real world we live in. How many times do you hear him say about hard work, hard work, hard work, what this organization uh, does? Uh, maybe the defensive line coach did offensive line. I, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've talked to him and talked to a lot of coaches, but I know he's one of them. I'll <laughs> say that. Uh, but you you heard him say hard work and dedication and and you know to rededicate yourself and they want to do this and they want to do that and they're working toward that and they're going to do everything in their power, folks. It's just what all the stuff I said is just exactly true, and we got to hold ourselves accountable. We got to hold these players accountable, owners the league, everybody. And, you know, it just proves that it don't matter what league you're in, no matter what team you are. It's all the same when it all comes down to, yeah, they're one of the best teams, no doubt about it. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. But if you approach the the same, all the teams the same way, maybe one day everybody can be that good. You know, maybe they'll, um, you know, it'll be a lot better parity out there than what we see. So, you know, this confirms what I was saying. And, and, you know, he used the word serious a bunch of times and, and hard work. And, and I do that a lot on here myself. And uh, so, you know, it, it, there has to be something to it. Uh, it ain't, I didn't even up until the night. Uh, I haven't talked to the man since the last time he was on the show, so it wasn't like me and him had talked, and I knew what he was going to talk about. It's just the fact that, you know, that's just the way you do things. And, it you know, it's a proven point. To me, the greatest thing was they had 14 players at one time, the Dallas Elite. 2017 world champions and dang uh, now they have 30 some strong and and look like they're back in runner form and and rolling again um, I'd say I wouldn't doubt they don't beat the Atlanta Phoenix 40 some to nothing would surprise me one bit um, so that would be amazing. I just, you know, I, I wish I could do that. I wish I could uh, grow from 14 players to 
30 some and uh, within a couple of months and, and be out here beating teams 40 some to nothing. That's that's just so amazing. And it does go, you know, I'm going to give every bit of credit, and I don't know about the organization, but to the organization and to those girls he talked about that, you know, just bowed up and said, hey, we're not going to accept it. We're going to do better. And the coach is saying, okay, hey, we got you back 100%. And all these people, you know, get on the same page. It's just what I was talking about a little while ago. You know, take it as serious as your coach does. Take it as serious as your owner does. You know, the we get maybe a girl every two years, it seems like they get five or six a month to step up and do that. You know, you just heard him say, girls moving there to play. You know, it's amazing. I mean, it, it just really is amazing. And I understand why. You know, they're, they're a great organization, things they stand for, things they want to do. Uh, goals in mind, you know, they they haven't, I've not once yet heard him, I had three or four of their players on here one night, haven't heard him nor any of those players give any excuse for not having enough players to make that championship, not to give any excuse why they might not be there, it's we're going to do everything in our power to be there, work toward those goals. You know, it's just, it, it was treating. I mean, there has to be, uh, you know, it's in there, proof. Uh, if you do things right, I firmly believe it will happen. I really do. Uh, now, I know that's the Dallas elite, and they're going to get way better players or want to play for them than the Tri-City Thunder is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to compete with them. But in your own right, when you you have that many players in February, and now you're here, and how many you got, and you're blowing people out. And I, I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Atlanta 40 something to nothing. I'd be real surprised if they don't. Um, so, hey, man, I, my hat's off to them. I wish, wish I could do the same thing. So I'd like, you know, um, might go down there and watch the game myself, see what I can learn from them, you know. Um, maybe. Uh, talk to the guy, I don't know, to see what they got, to see how they, you know, how they run their deal. You know, especially going down there for 32 bucks, sitting in a box seat, eating and drinking all you can. I'm all, I'm all about that. Shoot big boys like to eat and drink. So uh, that sounds good to me. But uh, for real people, um, before, we, before we close it out here, take, take a minute and, you know, I grade, I grade my player, been grading my players every week on a scale of how they play, and I want them to grade themselves on a scale of how they play. I'm just now, you know, getting them to understand that you have to be truthful yourself. You, it's fun to watch yourself on film mess up and do things wrong, but that's how you learn. Be honest with yourself, you know. Sit back and think for a minute. If you're in the situation of owner, GM, or coach, even players, am I doing things the right way? Am I being serious? Am I hurting my team by thinking the things I think? Am I hurting my team by telling them all this when I know it ain't true? Am I hurting my team by making all these excuses when it's really on me, uh, when there is no excuse? 
just stop and think about it for a minute. And I'll guarantee you, you're going to realize real uh, quick, you're, you're making yourself look like an idiot. And I do it plenty of times, people. I, I mean, look, I I don't have nobody has to tell me I'm an idiot. I make myself look like an idiot enough. And I don't like it. None of us like it. Nobody wants to admit they're wrong. Nobody wants to admit uh, when they screw up. Nobody wants to admit, hey, I dropped the ball. Hey, I... I could have scored. I let somebody score. You know, miss a block to to win the game. Nobody wants to admit it, but hey, that's how we get better. We learn from our mistakes. My papa told me years ago, people, experience comes expensive, and he was correct. Um, so, you know, take it serious. Take it serious. Every single day, take it serious, whether you're watching film or whether you're talking to these players or whether you're uh, talking to your team or the league or or watching film, whatever. Take it serious. Hold yourself accountable. Not only hold your players accountable, hold your coaches accountable. Hold yourself Hold everybody accountable. And you're going to find yourself in the Dallas Elite spot right here, I guarantee you. Um, Man, you know, I mentioned J.C. Hawks. We couldn't do this without her. I appreciate it. Like I say, gratification is, you know, uh, her enjoyment is gratification to pull this off and stay in touch with women's football. Um, we need more people out there like that. Um, she does a lot just, just for that gratification. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for it. I don't get to say it a lot just on this show. I'm hard-headed. I'm hard to deal with a lot. And, uh, you know, for real, that's no lie. Anybody that knows me, I'll tell you that's true. But, you know, there there is donate their time and their precious time to be away from their family and things just to be a part of something they really love is a dying breed of, of things. You know, it's hard. As soon as you ask somebody, hey, you want to help do this or that, what's it pay? How much you get paid to do that? So to find people that are willing to help, um, free is a rarity. And, uh, you know, we're not no other. We we get a lot of help donated to these games, and I, and I want to thank them and all the players that uh, stayed and helped us during that kickoff classic and stayed and watched those games. Um, I really appreciate that. The ones that didn't. I didn't really appreciate it, so uh, I'm a realist. I'm honest about it, so uh, there you go. Uh, tonight was, like I say, I didn't know that J.C. Cohen was the 36th uh, episode of the fifth quarter. It's hard to believe we've been on here that long, but we have, and, um, you know, looking to uh, have a lot more. I want to really do everything I can to help this women's football out in general. Uh, looks like a top coach there. I don't care what league you're in. Uh, I just want to help women's football. I want to see it reach the full potential it can, but we all got to be on the same page. Do um, not forget about the games this week in the USWFL. North Florida Pumas uh, going to the uh, – um, North Florida Pumas going to the Houston Heat. Um, let's see, Washington Prodigy going to the Carolina Queens. And the Capital City Savages traveling to the Tri-City Thunder. 
and I'm not sure um, what games are going to be uh, broadcasting, uh, live stream, or whatever this week. Um, if if there is, we'll try to get them up on on uh, JC's link here for you to follow. Uh, I'm not real sure about it, but uh, I do thank everybody for listening. Uh, look forward to next week and. Uh, Hopefully we'll have, uh, have some special guests on here and, and do what we like to do, and that's talk about women's football. So uh, uh, thank everybody for listening. Appreciate the Coach Ellington for coming on here, uh, taking the time and uh, telling us about their team and how things are going and about their new show. Uh, in case you missed it, it's Monday night. It's going to be the Dallas Elite Weekly Show. His players talking about their life at 8 p.m. Central on Wednesday. It's going to be the Dallas Elite uh, Success Show. Talk about how their organization gained success outside of playing. That's also going to be 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Till next week, my name is Dave Johnson. I appreciate you listening. Uh, We'll see you then. (laughs) 